but I want to honor you. Ladies, the Lord showed me these ladies and, and what we did in that war room, prayer room, is the backbone of what happened this weekend in your lives. Their prayers, their willingness to listen and hear what God's saying. Amen. This is the backbone of Women of Wonder. Let's give them a hand. Hallelujah. Each, here, smile real quick because he wants to take a picture. <laughs> so I'm just so thankful. Um, I've had words and um, I've had words actually several times that God's going to surround me with women. I'm a woman, so it'd be weird to be surrounded by men. But there are men that support us in ministry. But so, yeah, I got one man and, and a man upstairs too. Um, but God surround, God's spoken that he's going to surround me with women to support and to, to help do this ministry. You can't do it alone. And so every single one of you are very important, the prayers, the support, the encouragement. And um, I mean, running the show. I can't greet and, and do the sign-in table and do all the prayers and, you know, everything that you guys have done. And so just thank you. Thank you so much. Let's give them a hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. I'm going to try to be conscious of the time. I understand that we've already had an incredible time in God's presence, but God has given me a really powerful word, and I just believe that he's going to just say what he needs to say and just hit the points that he wants to hit. So, Father, I just thank you for all that you've already done in this place. I thank you, God, so much that I just thank you that those walls are already down and we don't even have to worry about them anymore. Father, I thank you that we are entering that promised land right now. All those promises are yes and amen, Lord, and we're entering them. We're receiving them, Lord. We take hold of the plunder and all that was stolen from us, Lord. We just thank you for the restitution, Lord, of all the toil that we went through, Lord, because of these attacks or hindrances of the enemy. Father, I just thank you for restitution, and I just claim that plunder right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for all you've done already, all you're doing, and all you're going to still do tonight and tomorrow, God, I just thank you and praise you, Lord, for all the lives being impacted. And I thank you, Lord, ahead of time for the lives being impacted in Pakistan, both for tonight and for the baptism, as well as when they do Women of Wonder with these videos, God, that actually revival is going to break out in the ladies of Pakistan. They are going to dance before you, God. They are going to have a visitation from Jesus, just like we did. Father, I just thank you. There is no time or distance in the spirit. I thank you, Lord, right now that you're going to do the same because you're no respecter of persons. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. And Lord, thank you for giving me the words to say tonight. Hallelujah. Well, tonight the Lord um, gave me a message and it's called No Turning Back. I believe that God has done a lot this weekend. He has broken things down. He has removed things. He has ripped things off. He has awakened us to see that he already got us the victory. He already got us the victory. Amen. Um, Amber had a vision. Um, I, I want to say it was like our first night here of, of stairs coming down from heaven and Jesus coming down and taking off his crown and placing it on the floor before us, signifying that he got the victory and he's giving it to us. 
Amen. And so we just prophetically just put on the crown tonight. <laughs> you can put on your crown. Put on your crown. Because um, we take his victory. We receive what he purchased for us. Amen. So we're receiving all this. And that's why Jesus is dancing. He's like, they get it. They get it. They get what I purchased for them. They've received what I've purchased for them. They're understanding it. Now they can be partakers of it. Amen. And so all that has taken place already. God has done so much already, but God wants to take us even further. Where do we go from here? What do we do from here? Sometimes, you know, we might think we're in a pretty victorious spot and uh, you're spending time with the Lord. You're wanting to get in. And this is personal experience. You're spending time with the Lord and, you know, you know how to get in. You want to be in his presence. So you're entering in through praise and worship. You're getting in and soaking in his presence and he's there. And then all of a sudden, your mind starts to wander and you start thinking about your failures. You start thinking about what you've been through. You start thinking about this thing or that thing. You start dreaming of the good old days or whatever it might be, but it's all past stuff. This recently happened to me. And I didn't understand it at all. And I'm, I was like torn about whether to share exactly how I saw it, but I'll share it just because it's what God showed me. And so I believe that it'll It'll hit home for, for you and, and help you to understand what God's saying tonight. God wants us to move for, forward. He has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of you. And the thing that's going to hold you back is by looking back. It's by turning back. So one day, not too long ago, I, didn't, I wasn't even really praying about this conference. I was just spending time with God because I was like, yes, the kids are in school. I get to spend time with Jesus. <laughs> I love my time with Jesus. And I know there's interruptions, and I know all that. Things try to detour us and all that. But this day, I was like, I'm spending time with Jesus. I was really excited about it. And uh, I put on my worship music. I get into his presence. His presence is there, so I'm in this place of soaking, just kind of doing my thing. And all of a sudden, my mind wanders, and and. I don't know how long I was daydreaming or having this vision, but um, my dad is a huge, huge part of my life of why I'm here today. Huge. So at first, what my mind wandered to was the good old days. <laughs> I was thinking about the first time I saw three angels in his living room dancing before the Lord because he got onto the guitar and him and I would press in together and spend time with God together. And he was playing like, this is the day. <laughs> he loved the old songs. And he's playing, this is the day, but we're worshiping the Lord, and we're just having the good old time in the Lord. And all of a sudden, God opened my eyes to see three angels standing in front of his TV area, and they were dancing. That's the first time I ever saw angels. So they were dancing like this in unison to, to us singing a simple song before the Lord. I was daydreaming about that, and then all of a sudden, it jumped. And that was a good time, so, you know. But then it jumped to, to, you know, more recent times right before he went on to be with the Lord in heaven. And, you know, they were hard for our family and uh, just times of fighting the good fight of faith and everything. And it was hard to seem like that, but I was, I, I didn't realize. So every Wednesday and a lot of Sundays, I would leave church and go home and tell him all about it. I mean, not home, but to my mom's house. So they live 
really close. And I would go and tell him all about it and tell him how God moved and tell him what the message was about and just share with him and get his feedback and get his, his applaud. You know, it's my dad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, but I was kind of like sad, you know, I mean, it was like good, but then I was like sad because of, because of where we were at. And I was envisioning this and it kind of got me sad and I started crying in natural. And I was like, Lord, I'm trying to spend time with you. Why am I thinking about all this stuff? Like, I was trying to like cast it down. You know, you think you're being distracted. Cast that down. And the Lord spoke to me so clearly. I said, Lord, why, are, why am I doing this? Why am I daydreaming? Why? I'm trying to spend time with you. He said, you have to let go of the past to move on to the future that I have for you. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it was ugly, whether it hurt, whether, it, I mean, I know that, you know, God's done great things in your past, but he also wants to do some in your future. So if you get so caught up with your past, you're running the race backwards. You're bound to fall over. You're bound to not see the finish line. You're bound to be detoured because your eyes aren't forward on Jesus. He's at the finish line. He's rooting you on. He's like, hey, come this way. This is the plan that I have for you. So I was torn because that's so personal on whether I should share it with you. But the thing is, is that's how God spoke to me. That's how this message came. It doesn't mean everything in our past is, is negative. It, just because he's telling us to leave it, put the past behind you and move forward. It doesn't mean that it's negative that you have to leave it in your past. But he doesn't want us to be so caught up with our past and the good old days and, and you know, not that we shouldn't praise him for what the Lord has done, but he wants to do more if you'll just let him. Amen. Amen. And this reminded me, as he spoke to me about this, this reminded me of the story of Lot and his family. God wanted the best for this righteous family. He wanted the best for them, so much so that he sent these angels to come and, like, scoot them out. And actually, they kind of did. They the Depends on what version you're reading. Some of them had to drag this family out. Why? Because there was some good in the town. They had a house. They had two, you know, future son-in-laws that they had chosen for their, their daughters. They had some good things there. But they had to be willing to leave the good with the bad to move out and move forward to what God had for them which was safety, which was freedom, which was deliverance from the destruction that was about to take place. See, God's plan for us is always good. It's always to give us a future. It's always to give us a hope. But we have to, like he told me, we have to be willing to let go of our past to move on to the future that he has for us. So in Genesis 19:17, when he's um, talking to Lot in the story of Lot, he says, when they were safely brought out of the city, one of the angels ordered, like a command. He ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you'll be swept away. Or you could say, or you'll be detoured or you'll be hindered from the plan that God has for you in your future. 
Verse 26, they're on their way. The angel scooted them out to safety. He, he, God was telling them, you'll find safety here. Go forward. Look forward to, to this place. Go here. And God might be telling you during this whole weekend, look forward. This is the plan I have for you. God's stirring up the gifts. God's revealing secrets of what he has in store for you. God's removing hindrances so that you can say yes to what he has in store for you. But now God's saying, but I'm taking you out of that. I'm taking you out of that bondage. I'm taking you out of this destruction. And I've moved you past that. But I have to warn you. Don't turn back. Don't turn back. But in verse 26, it says, But Lot's wife looked back as she was following closely behind him, and she turned around, and she turned into a pillar of salt. Oh. What a dramatic story. It's true. What a dramatic story. What a horrible situation she got herself into. We have a worship plane. <laughs> she got into a horrible situation because she turned back. Even though God had good things in store for her, God had planned on saving the entire family, giving them a new life. She held on to the things of the past, and it caused destruction in her life. She held on to, maybe it wasn't sin because God was ushering her out, so she must have been living righteously, but she had good things in her house. She, had, she loved her son-in-laws to be, but they weren't, on, they weren't willing to come. They didn't believe them. Can we just like turn that, unplug it, turn it off or whatever? If only she would have pondered on the goodness and faithfulness of God and how the whole point is that he wants to bring them out of the slavery, out of the bondage, out of the captivity of that environment of sin. We have to understand God's plans are good. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. He was trying to do this for Lot's family. But she allowed the good along with the bad and the ugly to cause her to turn around and it just totally hindered what God had in store for that family. The rest of them had to go on without her. Whoa. As if it wasn't bad enough moving on. These, these, these girls were leaving behind their fiancés and now their mother. Because of the somebody choosing to look back. And God doesn't want that for you. God has done so much this weekend we don't even realize yet. He has torn down walls. He has broken through barriers. He has broken down and broken out you know, broken you out of the jail cell. The shackles have been loose. Supernatural stuff took place when we were dancing before the Lord. You're going to have major testimonies, major. We couldn't have planned that. I mean, God showed us prophetically to do that. We forgot all about it. That was six months ago. 
There's something happening. But God's warning us, just as he warned Lot's family, no turning back. Why? Because he loves us and he has a plan for us. If only she would have pondered on the goodness and faithfulness of God. I think Paul got it. Paul got it. In Philippians 3, 13 and 14, he says, Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself to have fully attained this or fully have taken hold of this, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining towards what is ahead. I make this decision. I press forward towards the goal to win the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but there's nothing more fulfilling than fulfilling and walking in the fullness of what God has for you to do on this earth. And the devil would love nothing but to hinder you and the plan that God has for you. That means he's going to try everything it takes. And, and he's real stupid because a lot of times, if you haven't noticed, he tries the same three tactics all the time. Why? Because he's testing and prodding and trying to see whom he may devour. And he's try, he, he has figured out how to push your buttons. But we need to become wise with the wisdom of God and realize he's a failure. He hasn't won this battle yet, and he's not going to because Jesus already got the victory. So we don't even need to worry about that. So Paul said, I do this one thing, forgetting what lies behind, standing and straining towards what is ahead. I press towards the mark to win the goal of the prize for which Jesus Christ has called me. How many times have you seen a goal or a finish line behind you? When you run a race, it's always ahead. It's always forward. My husband ran a marathon many moons ago. <laughs> I love to use this, and he's listening out there. And uh, he actually did pretty good. And I, I mean, I've never run a marathon, period. So good job, Clayton. But had he run it backwards, he wouldn't have finished across that finish line. You could be like me and never even run it. You could be doing pretty good, and then all of a sudden somebody reminds you that the last mile they had chocolate milk. <laughs> or till somebody says, you know, you aren't really in that good of shape, and you turn around like, yeah, I'm really not in that good of shape to be doing this. <laughs> Something causes you to turn back. Something causes you to turn around until suddenly you're in this race and you're in the middle of it and you're turning around. Hindrance comes. Roadblocks come. Feelings come and tries to stop you in your tracks. Thoughts come. Don't let it move you. Paul said he was shipwrecked mobbed, left for dead. And he said, none of these things move me because he was made a decision. He said, I'm going to do one thing and one thing only. My goal is to press forward to what lies ahead. I will, if I do anything at all in this life, I am going to reach the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. I am going to walk in the fullness of what God has called me to walk in. Amen. He was so determined, even though he was probably in the worst scenarios that anyone could have ever been in, he was so determined, and he's such an example 
to keep our eyes forward and not turn back. Hebrews 12.1 says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud, cloud of witnesses, like heaven's watching us, cheering us on, he, it says, lay down or throw off everything, including, I'm just adding this, the good, the bad, or the ugly, or sin that so easily entangles you and hinders you. Throw it down and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Where's the race? It's in front of us. So whether it's that you're turning back because you're thinking of the gold, good old days, like I was, or whether it's you're thinking of woe is me because I've been through this or that, or whether it's that, oh, that situation hurt me, I'm holding on to it so tightly, we can't let that move us and cause us to turn back. God has so much more in store for us. If we're going to be a woman of wonder, use with God's mighty power and walk in the supernatural and live out the plan and will of God for our lives, we're going to have to press forward to what lies ahead. Then in verse 2, it says, we do this by keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. He's at the finish line, the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the reason we're running this race, and he's the reason we want to reach that finish line. Last year we talked about Esther. For such a time as this, God called her. And God's calling you, a woman of wonder, for such a time as this. We talked about her identity. And that she was stepping up and stepping into what God called her to. But you know that there's one thing that she didn't do? She didn't ponder on how little she felt. How inadequate she felt. She didn't ponder on the fact that her uncle was taking care of her. I don't know what happened to her family. Somebody else who's more scholarly might know. But she's being taken care of by her uncle who encourages her and gives her this word that she is going to do this for the Lord. You know what she had to do when she heard that? It ha she had to hear it by the Spirit of God and she had to believe God so much that she wasn't going to turn back and say, I'm just little old me. And turn back and look to those feelings of failure, feelings of discouragement, feelings of sadness or sorrow of what she had been through or what her, her, uh, her people had been through. She didn't allow the fact that she was a Jew and Jews don't become a princess. She didn't allow that to hinder her. She just looked forward to what God was saying what God was calling her, and he said she was a woman of wonder for such a time as this. That's what God's saying to us. You're a daughter of the king. You're anointed daughter of God. He says walk in confidence forward, not backward. Amen. Hallelujah. Fixing our eyes on what's behind is only going to trip us up. We know Lot's wife looked back at her past and it restrained her from the life of freedom that God had for her. God doesn't want that for you, and it's in the word for an example. He has a plan for you. 
1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10, his plan for you is so big. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has perceived these big plans that God has in store for you. Is that my phone? Can you delete it or something? Yeah. Should be watching online, Asif. I'm in a service. God's plan for you is good. And he wants you to fulfill it. But he says this. If you want to fulfill it, no turning back. When I heard this, I realized that's exactly what I was doing. Now, so much supernatural has happened in the last, I'll say, six months or or so, but he wants to take us even further. He doesn't even want us to get caught up in, in the supernatural of yesterday or, or a month ago because there's more. We were just singing about it. We want more. Well, there's always more to be had in God. And if we get caught up with yesterday, and, and, and as much as the word is awesome and we need to meditate on it and we need to have it as, as our guidebook, God wants wants us to experience it in the here and now. It's alive. We need to move forward and live it. So essentially he was telling me, let go of your past to move forward. And what I have in store for you is so great. It's so big. Your mind can't comprehend the things that I have in store for you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Amen? So how do we do that? We're just going to have to make a heart decision. When we get caught up in that, we're going to have to make a decision, cast down all thoughts and imaginations that are contrary to the knowledge of God. Well, God's telling us not to look back. God's telling us to look forward to what lies ahead. So stop looking at the past and where you might have missed it, where you fell, where you got tripped up, or, or stop dwelling on the past and, and how great it was. Yeah, sure, it was great. Give God glory and praise, but he wants to be praised for some things in the future too, so head forward. If you're struggling with it, he says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. Why? Because when you're running a race, do you notice that the runners wear so little clothes? I don't know how you dress, Cindy, when you run in the morning. <laughs> but they, they wear, when they're running a race, they wear very little clothes. Why? They don't want anything hindering them from moving forward. And he tells us, throw off every weight. He tells us, cast the care on him. Why? Because it lifts the burden off us so we can run this race and move forward to what he has in store for us. Give it to God. We need to stop holding so tightly to the hurts and pains of our past. I know you've been hurt. I know you went through such and such. I know you went through a divorce. I know that somebody offended you. I know that somebody ridiculed you. I know that somebody tore you down. But you're not alone. Jesus is holding your right hand. He's bringing you through the storm to the other side. You are here today. And as far as I can see, everybody has clothes on their back. And if you were here today, your belly's got full. 
We have a lot to be thankful for. (laughs) And there's more in store. There's more ahead. Amen? And God wants us to keep moving forward. Colossians 3.1, he, he says, stop focusing on things of this earth. Focus on things above. Where Christ is at the right hand of the Father. Focus on Jesus. It's a fight. And he tells us to keep fighting, keep moving forward. How are you going to do that? You're going to have to cast down the thoughts and imaginations. You're going to have to, if you feel heavy, you're going to have to cast the care upon the Lord. But keep moving forward. Fight the good fight of faith without wavering. 2 Corinthians 4.8. In order to lay hold of what God has for you, you have to keep moving forward. You're going to have to not turn back and get tripped up. I love this scripture. It was brought up in one of our prayer meetings. Galatians 5.1, it says, So Christ has truly set us all free. And, and he really has this weekend. He's really set us free. But it says this, Now make sure you stay free. And don't get tied up again in slavery. Isn't that good? Christ has set you free. And now this message today is saying, Now stay free. How? Don't turn back. Don't let it move you. Keep moving forward. You know the enemy's all about the past. So when thoughts of the past come, cast it down. If it's, it's, if it's something great, then say, Lord, I thank you you did that. Now I thank you that you're going to move again. I thank you, Lord, that you move me from glory to glory. I thank you, Lord, that you moved so, you moved so mightily then, but I thank you, Lord, that you're going to give me a double portion. I'm going to walk in that. God has such big things in store for you here on earth. Hallelujah. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen? Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Let's turn there real quick. It says, and and this was brought up this morning by Cheryl, and it's so awesome. I was like, I didn't even have that in my notes. I'm taking that scripture. I was like, that's totally what I'm talking about. It says, don't remember. This is is so clear. Don't remember the former things. Don't ponder on the things of the past. Listen carefully, for I am about to do something new. It will spring forth. How much more clear can God get? What is holding us back? The past. And I was so confused because, you know, I saw good. It was awesome. The things that I've learned and the reason I'm living, you know, and doing what I'm doing is because of the experience. But God wants so much more. He wants to build upon the foundation He wants not me just to live in the shadow of what my dad had, but he wants me to stand on the shoulders and cast my own shadow. And God wants you to move forward. And he wants you to do great and mighty things for him. He wants you to soar with him. (laughs) That's what one of my messages, soar, time to soar. 
It was so cool. The week that I preached that message, all of a sudden Angela sent me um, an Elijah list. Um, I don't know what that's called. Article that Cindy Stewart had written. She didn't know I preached it. And what was her message? Time to soar. <laughs> it's the present word. God is encouraging his people to take flight and do what he's called them to do and not let things hinder us, but soar high on wings as eagles. Run and not grow weary. Walk and not faint. You're not going to do any of that if you look back. But sky's the limit if you move forward. Forgetting those things. I'm going to say it one more time. Do not remember former things or ponder on the things of the past. Listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Hallelujah. So I was praying on the way here. And we're going to do an activation here in just a moment. I get that word from Cindy. I said, Lord... I know he, he always watches over, that's what I say. He watches over his word to perform it. He's going to do something to show you this is real. This is what he's doing. But I said, Lord, how do you want to activate this message? And what I saw, I didn't understand. <laughs> what I saw, I'm driving here, and I'm praying in the spirit, and I saw a conveyor belt. How many of you have been on a conveyor belt at an airport, a real big airport? They're helpful, aren't they? Um, where does it move you? Forward. Forward. And if you were to go the opposite direction when a bunch of people are behind you, what would happen? <laughs> you'd stumble, you'd you know, have a big obstacle, and it'd be kind of difficult. How many of you as a child, hopefully not as an adult, try to go up the escalator that was going down? <laughs> it's difficult. It causes more problems, doesn't it? You get nowhere fast, right? God doesn't want that struggle for you. And that's where so many people are at. They're not moving forward, not because they don't know what God has for them, because God's revealing it to them by his spirit, not because they don't have a prophetic word, because you all got prophetic words, not because God's not removing the bondages and setting you free, because he's done all that. It's simply because they're turning back and not moving forward to what's ahead. And so I'm praying, and I've seen this conveyor belt. I'm like, Lord, okay. I'm like, I see how that goes with this message. It's moving forward. And so I got here, and I was praying a little more. I'm like, what does that mean? And uh, then suddenly I got this activation. And so in just a moment, um, you are all going to be on a conveyor belt. <laughs> And we're going to just line the walls like this, and we're going to make a fire tunnel. Have you ever gone through a fire tunnel? So I have this team of ladies that have been praying for over six months, just getting fired up to release to you. And uh, we're going to stand on either side. You're going to come through from the back and come through, and we're all just, you're going to walk through the center of us, and we're all just going to lay hands and release the glory of God. Amen? So that's the conveyor belt. And, and God says, and he declares today, that you're moving forward. In fact, I told the ladies this, this evening, I said, actually, a conveyor belt, you're going to move forward whether you're walking or not. Yes. Isn't that good? Yes. 
So God's doing something supernatural. I feel so sad for those who didn't come tonight, but he said tonight, those who come will move forward simply because they came. You don't even need to move. You could stand in the same place at the airport and end up at the end finish line by not even moving a muscle just because you happen to be there. You're at the right place at the right time because God is moving his ladies forward to what lies ahead. And you're just going to do a little bit better if you start running with him. Working together with him. Praying in the Holy Spirit, pumping that spiritual iron. Meditating on the word day and night so you're like a tree planted by streams of living water. I don't want to get off. I could just... (laughs) So we're going to do that in just a moment. And then I was, um, and literally just a moment. So worship team can come on up and I don't know if like a lot of them left or, or what. Is, do we have a worship team? Okay, so they can get ready because we want it kind of hopping, not like quiet and sad. We want it hopping. So worship team can come on up because we're going to just quickly and, and, and firely <laughs> release the glory of God. So worship team can come on up. But um, as I was worshiping God before that all happened. Cindy, I saw your whole church on the conveyor belt. And I just heard the Lord say, he's moving your church forward. It wasn't just, it wasn't just Cindy on the conveyor belt because she happens to be here. I actually saw like a church building, but it was yours, but it was moving forward. So just receive that, whatever that means. I saw it and I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll tell her that. (laughs) But I don't know what your business is or what God has for you, but tonight, because you're here, he's moving you forward. And I encourage you, just because you're here, you're moving forward, but work together with God and just keep your eyes on Jesus. And when those thoughts, temptations come, when those attacks of the enemy come, cast them down. Cast those burdens on the Lord and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. When you have a day that's a little more difficult, get on that praise music and start dancing before the Lord and get lost in that praise and the shackles will become broken. Amen. The burdens will be lifted. Do what we know. Don't turn back and let the enemy get you heavy. Don't turn back. We're getting on a conveyor belt in the Lord tonight, and we're going to move forward. Amen? Hallelujah. So something a little more peppy, not all flowing, like, tired. Um. All right, so I'm going to ask my team to come up here. Yeah, we can move this. I'm going to move these. These ladies are clean. <laughs> The reason I say that is God had me wash their feet tonight. And the Lord said, when we have our feet washed, we're all clean. Anybody want a mint? Cindy's husband messaged or talked to her today and said, you guys should end tonight with a fire tunnel. And Cindy doesn't know that I've never in my life done a fire tunnel. (laughs) 
God's doing so much awesome prophetic stuff. Julie, you want to share real, real quick before we do this um, about what happened and what you shared? Um, I just told Jennifer that. Sorry, I got a mint in my mouth. Um, all weekend as the, we were singing the Yeshua song, I just kept seeing us dancing in a circle around Jesus. And I don't know if it's just the feel of the song. It has that like Hebrew feel to it. But it was just like a, I didn't, and I didn't know if it was just like a desire of my heart to just honor Jesus that way because he's really the only one that would be worthy of that kind of a dance around someone like that. I didn't say anything, but then it just happened and it was during the Yeshua song. So I thought that was, yeah, so I just thought it was really cool. So God, I love confirmations, amen. So we're all oiled up and, and our, our feet are clean. So why don't you go ahead and line up if you want to move forward with God and receive this, this release, this anointing, then get ready. You're going to come this way to line up against that wall and come forward this way. And the worship team can go ahead and pray. We're going to just go ahead and release the anointing of God.
your feet Drink from the cup in your eye Lay back against you and breathe Feel your heart beat This love is so deep It's more than I understand I'm melting your peace So overwhelming Against you and breathe Fill your heart with me This love is so deep It's more than I can stand I'm melting your peace about that praise to the Lord right now ladies come on he did some awesome things this weekend hallelujah I am full I am overflowing and I know you are are too I know you are Jesus came in and he did so much work in our hearts our spirits broken things off he's transformed us he's done a mighty job we just got to praise him for it thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Father how many of you were blessed by woman of wonder our pastor Jim has such a heart We're seeing the victory in women that we have a voice we've been shut down many times but we have a voice ladies and don't let anyone tell you you don't we have a voice we have a future we have a destiny in him